Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour Podcast. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 230. Holy God, why? Why have you done so? Happy to be here. Hope you're all having a good night. Brian, how you doing? Uh, not bad, Chambers. Um, I Today, I'll start off by saying... I have my whiskers and, and tea. Oh, my um, God. Everyone in my house is currently sick. So I already feel it in my throat, and I know it's coming. So I'm Right. Like, you sick? What, what, yeah, what I know. Such a change. <sighs> I mean, house full of six people, Jim. Everyone gets sick. That's what happens. Well, stop kissing everybody. You don't tell me how to live my life. I don't tell you how to suck dick. But, uh... <laughs> Exquisitely. <laughs> I'm a gentle but, uh, Yeah, no, um... So, yeah, keeping it fairly low-key. Didn't want to aggravate the old throat. Um, but other than that, no, uh, just, uh, man, I'm getting old, Jim. Now I'm up to your age. I'm really feeling it in my bones. It's, uh, mm, mm-mm. Every day's a blessing, as oh. you would say. <laughs> oh, Brian. See, anyone watching the video version of the podcast can see not a lot of work that's been done in the game room yet. And I had all these, had a long weekend, had all these delusions of grandeur. But Brian, there are two things that got in the way. One, I'm 37. Two, I'm fat. And those two things combined to me pulling my back somehow on Friday. And I was laid up for a couple days. It was no good. Um, Lower back? Lower back, yeah. I actually think I know the culprit, so because of my fatness, embarrassingly enough, I wound up breaking my chair at work about two weeks ago. So it wasn't, like, <laughs> fully broken, but it was, like, the one armrest kind of, like, shot off a little bit. Some could say sheared. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> if I had sat fully back, I would have been, like, at an angle, for those watching at home. Uh. Just think back and to the right. Let's put it that way, for the visual. And I was like, yeah, this is fine, whatever. And I'm sitting there, you know, just holding myself up and crap like that. So I go into work today after having my back injury. And I'm sitting in there and I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. This is just not helping anything right now. So, like, I just immediately threw it out and just took another chair. <clears throat> so I think I found a culprit, Brian. I think there's a little bit of wear and tear over there, over the time. Do you think that is the culprit for it why you're, you threw out your back? was a portion, probably. I think it was the thing where it's like... I was probably twisting myself in such a weird way for so long. And not, like, super far. But, you know, probably just enough that over time, it just kind of wore it down. Did you do any lifting of anything? Like, like anything around the house where you might have bent down and... No, it happened at work. Like, I was just, like, bending over to, like, read something. And I guess I did it quick in a weird angle. And then I was just like, yep. oh, oh, I feel that. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, people people would look at me like, what, what happened to your chair? And I just have to be like, nah, I don't know. It just kind of happened. Old chair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Man, where's the budget for furniture around here? Was it you that broke one of those white plastic lawn chairs before? Probably. I think, like, really early on in meeting you, I think there was, like, a time, like you said, you were, like, defeated. You're like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. Or there was another time I was hanging out with, like, mutual friends one time. And I forget what was going on. Like, I think we were, like, playing Uno or something like that. And we're all sitting on folding chairs. And, like, I pulled off some, like, major move. I was all cocky and shit like that. And I was like, boom, motherfucker. And I just, like, went to sit back down. And the fucking chair just collapsed in on itself. 
And I was like, well, there goes my dignity. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When you say folding chair. What... Metal folding chairs, Brian. The, no. No. Yep. yep. You can't break those like that. You would think. Or is this like a cheap, like, thin, super thin, not like the heavy duty ones? I I mean, it was a metal folding chair. It might have been one of the cheapy ones. For the sake of my dignity, the little bit I have left, I will say yes. <laughs> Every day's a blessing. Every day's better than the one before. Right, you think with all this, one of these would be a wake-up call to better myself, but, eh. Yeah, I mean, um, Jim. Well, I mean, come on. What's the point? Just enjoy life. <laughs> right, I'd be no man. I mean, we could be like our old buddy Doug. Just want you to hit rock bottom. <laughs> oh, he tried. Oh, did he try. He wanted you on heroin. He wanted you on everything. He was. He was like, Jim, the only thing you're ever going to improve. So, for those who don't know, which is like everyone, um... We had a friend in college. Friend is a strong word here. But we, we had a guy who was, you know, part of the group-ish. And his name was Doug. And he was he was a character. He was very much the liar type, the stab you in the back to get ahead type. And we're talking about just, like, school projects. And not even just me, the lazy shit that I was. Like, he would look at other people and just be like, Oh, hey, uh, you want to go? And like, Doug, what the fuck? We need another person. He'd be like, no, nah, I'm working with these guys for this. That mm -hmm. type. So he had an interest in me because of me being me. And he was like, Jim, I feel like we have to like fully break you in order for you to improve. <laughs> he's like, you have to hit like full on rock bottom. He was like, he's like, you're out here, you're doing your weed, you drink too much, you dabble in other things here and there. He's like, you should just go on heroin. You should just go on heroin and bottom out. And then we can build you back up better and stronger. <laughs> and we're all going, sitting there going, nothing knows how it works, Doug. Yeah, we were pretty, pretty opposed to that idea. But Jim, here's my question. What if you could see alternate timeline Jimmy's? And if one Jimmy did that and then all of a sudden you're a crypto millionaire right now. Oh my god. It's like <laughs> uh, imagine that there's like a crypto millionaire alternate Jimmy who's doing like the it's a wonderful life and looking at this and going, <laughs> Oh god. Stop breaking the chairs. <laughs> Do a setup, you fat shit. Ah, so you so you Throughout your back, so yeah, the weekend was non-productive. I think, yeah, I was gonna say, it literally looks like that one. I I think that's a long cardboard box is still in the same spot, going into that closet over there. Yes, that is. That's <laughs> actually the framing for my new kitchen cabinets that I'm not gonna put in until I have new floors, which I'm probably not gonna have for like a year or two. So I'm gonna have to find a more permanent spot for that. Or that'll wind up like the crown molding in my old house that never went up after seven years. So who's to say, Brian? At least well, this bone will get eaten by termites, probably. Hopefully. Yeah, don't jinx yourself right now, Jim. So I'm saying probably. probably. All right, well, here's a question. Since you were uh, laid out up on the couch, did you do any gaming this week, Jim? I actually snuck in some gaming. So even though I was laid up, I still, like, had to drive us to like birthday parties that the kid had. Like she went to two different birthday parties over the weekend and other shit that was just going on. So yeah, I mean, I'm using the uh, the heated, I don't even use the heated seat ever in my car. I had that thing blaring and it wasn't doing it. And it like, it was doing enough to relax me. So you know that's mm -hmm. bad. But I did play a little bit of gaming, Brian. And in the spirit of the spooky season, I didn't like have anything like at the ready that was like super duper Halloween. Like I probably could have done another Castlevania, but I wanted to do something different. So I actually started Limbo, 
That had been sitting and taking up space on my uh, Switch for a while now. And I'm probably like an hour or so in. I think it's only like a three and a half hour long game. So with my dumb ass, it'll probably take me at least five to get through. Because it's a puzzle platformer and I got to use my little noggin. But, yeah. It's a good game. I really like that game a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's all about his aesthetic. Uh, you know, you're just a little black silhouette. The only color is black and white in the entire damn thing. But, you know, Super Moody has its really spooky sections, its screwed up sections. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time you screw up, it's just you as a little kid dying in horrific ways. Yeah. I mean, um, not, a, not a spoiler at all, but within, like, the first, like, five minutes, you're being chased by a gigantic spider that's, like, ten times every, the size of you. Yeah, everyone has seen that, and I feel like, yeah. Limbo and it's a 13-year-old game. So. That's what I was going to say. There, there's no such thing as spoilers when it's that old. Um, but, no, with Limbo, it's one of those cases where, you know, it's funny people say, like, graphics shouldn't matter in a game, but there are ones like this that are so stylized, it's like, they absolutely matter. Like... They give the mood. They set the tent. Like the um, the impressiveness is not is nothing to do with the gameplay. It's not like it's bad gameplay. It's just so goddamn basic. But it's veiled under this really awesome. Like you're almost. It, this is the inverse of usual, where you're looking at the screen and not really paying attention to what you're doing because you want to see everything that's going on. So I love games like this. I mean, did you ever do um? What's it called? Little Hands. Or little oh little nightmares. No, no, never did. So same vein except 3D platformer. Uh, I would call it 2.5D ish. But you know you know about that game, right? I, I've heard of it. I've never really looked into it too much. Yeah, try if you beat this and you enjoy it, try that out. Because obviously there's Limbo and um, what's the other game that I think the same company made? That's really Inside, I had that sitting Inside. on my Switch too. There was like a deal one day. Yeah, no, not I. You know what, Jim? This is, uh, I'm proud of you because I was going to hit you up with, uh, are you doing anything for the spooky season? Um, you know, sorry that you threw out your back. <laughs> oh, Brian, but, there is one little piece of accomplishment besides like on. little touch-ups of paint I had to do. Uh, I broke out the paint because I have a door in the game room now. So little Jimmy, little hands on Jimmy. We go to, we do the measurements. We go to Home Depot. We buy a door and I'm trying to be lazy when I'm putting it in. And I'm like, all right, let's see if the hinges that came with it line up with the hinges that are already on the door frame. Of course not. So I'm like, okay, let me take these hinges off. And I'm looking at, I'm like, the ones in the frame are like built into the frame. They're mm -hmm. not those, like, you know, those three ones that are just outside of it. Like, it's a metal frame. No wonder magnets stick to it. So I'm like, oh, good. This just got more complicated. So I was like, let me see if I can find the old hinges somewhere. Maybe I'll get lucky. So, Jimmy does what Jimmy does. He went and snooped around the attic. Right, guess what I found up in the attic? Go on. I didn't just find hinges. I found a whole goddamn door. There you go, see? But Brian, there's a catch. Uh-oh. So, I got to <clears throat> take the door I bought back, take it back to Home Depot. Okay. And a little beat up, I had to sand certain parts, and I painted it and along with everything else, so it looks good. But the dear wife, she's like... I want to be proud of you for saving us $150, but you're the only one who ever goes in the attic. How have you been up there a dozen times and never noticed that there is a door up there before? That was going to be my next question. Yep. I mean, it's the it's the Jimmy Wimmy effect, right? Like, it is the Jimmy Wimmy effect. There is no excuse I have other than, uh-oh, it's me. 
Jim, for someone who is so OCD attention and detail for your collection and certain things, the amount that you just let go right over your head is... Um, oh, we call it Napoleon eyes because I can't find shit ever that's right in front of me. Unless it's something I'm hyper fixated on, I will have either no care or no ability to find said thing. Jim. Jimmy, Jim, Jim. Life. Well, good, good, good work. You know what? The door's there. You didn't do nothing like catastrophic with it so good job oh my god i was like please tell me i'm gonna have to try and unhandy jimmy trying to fucking take out a door frame and put a new one in i was like ah, uh-uh, no way in hell yeah i was gonna say that would not that would not go over so well i feel like no <clears throat> what have you been but, playing bry so um yeah so over the weekend was my birthday and one of the gifts i got was mortal kombat one so uh, Starfield was kind of, you know, it still is. Um, I actually finished the second faction now. I have two more left, and I did, like I said, a bunch of side shit. So I'm chugging along in Starfield, still loving it, still discovering shit. Right, how's Ocarina going? Aka who? Right, right, how about that Zelda game? <laughs> yeah, Jim. Yeah, that'll get done. Sure. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I got Mortal Kombat 1, and we've talked about this, so I don't want to belabor the point, but like the, the annoyance of you get a game, you got to download 85 gigs worth of shit, and I have like two hard drives, I think, hooked up to my Xbox, and they're like all close to full, if not full, because I've always... D- God damn it, Jim. It's called happy porn. Um, but I always used to, like with the games with gold, whether I wanted the game or not, I would download it, keep it on my one of my drives, and be like, I'll get to it sometime. That was my virtual shelf collecting. Now it's caught up with me, and I was like, fuck, I have to like make room. And then not only do you make room, if you download to an external drive, some of these new games now, you have to have on your internal drive in order to play it all. So you can't play it off the external drive. So if I downloaded it, which I did, to an external drive, because I had the most space, I went to hit play, and it said it must be on an internal drive. So I was like, fuck! So I had to move and delete shit from my internal drive to other drives, then switch Mortal Kombat over. And this was like, I was going to go down and play, because my shit downloads usually pretty fast. But this took forever. So today was literally the first day since getting it over the weekend that I actually played it. Um, right, very Costanza-like. You're an importer-exporter. God damn it. I hate you, Jim. Uh, I've played all of 30, 40 minutes of it. Um, I beat the tower thing as Sub-Zero, of course. And then I started playing the invasion mode, which is like... Kind of think like the crypt from 9 and 10 where you're moving around like an area, but instead of just moving around and unlocking shit, like you're doing these small little uh, one round fights with sometimes fighters, sometimes they're like, oh, uh, what are they called? Tatarkin guard. Like, but it's just yeah, generic Baraka. Yeah. So, obviously, so far, looks awesome. Uh, the only thing I'm noticing is it feels a lot slower than some of the other Mortal Kombats. Really? I don't, Slo- I don't, slower than 11? Because people complained 11 was slower than 10. Yes. I think they're continuing in that trend. Um, I said I had that. That was my issue with 11 was that it was slower than 10. And now this feels slower than 11. It, 
could be I maybe just haven't played 11 in a while. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like you reset your mind because now you, you can still do combos, but it's definitely like way more methodical. And the whole cameo situation of like calling in to people, I'm still like trying to figure out a lot of like the usefulness of it. But it's cool. Um, it's a Mortal Kombat game. I know I'm going to play through the story and love it because they always do great stories. I'm just curious to see what really happens in the story because I haven't watched any spoilers yet. And like I said, you know, a reset of the whole universe or whatever. I, I, I kind of hate those style things, but maybe they'll pull it off. I don't know. So those really have been my main, main two uh, games I've been playing. But, oh, I'm sorry. Let me add one more. I decided to dust off the old Switch and on some of my poos decided to do a little Tetris 99. Um, I've only done maybe 20, maybe 25 games. I came in second a few times and I was like, oh, I'm feeling rusty. It is kind of tough in there, Jim. I'm, I'm actually shocked you didn't just try F-Zero 99. Try the I new keep, one. I keep, I keep forgetting about that one. And you said that's free, but you have to have... No, it's free with the basic online. So if you're playing oh. Tetris, you can play F-Zero. Then yeah, I'll do that then. I'll try that one out. That one you said though, it's not just about racing. It's it's like you set up blocks for other people and shit. And not like setting up blocks, but like spinning at the right time to try and mess them over and like picking up these power-ups to get to the special boost areas and crap like that. Yeah, I'll try that. Uh, once again, I've never actually played an F-Zero game other than one round of an X, like a, whatever you call it, a race. Uh, on the Super NES Mini. Yeah, I never played a ton of F-Zero myself either, so. Yeah, like, I, I have them, but I've, like, <clears> played <throat> them for a tiny bit, and I'm like, yeah, this is fun, and then I just kind of move on. I don't even know if my bullshit can translate to a win in that game, because I feel like it's probably harder than Tetris 99. I'm guessing. It's I don't bear. know for sure. I don't know. Jim, speaking of, though, have you gotten any wins in Tetris 99? No, I haven't touched either of them in a while. So, nope, still still zilched out. I, I, I need to play other stuff. Jim, you need to get a win before the end of the year. It, it, it won't happen. It's never going to happen. I'm, I'm just not good enough. Instead of win instead of win, uh, win before Jim, Jim can win. Come on. <laughs> We're actually, oh, my God. Brian feels so bad he's doing something positive. <laughs> Jim, I'm, I've always tried to be positive with you. I just call you out on all your erroneous bullshit, which is a lot. What erroneous bullshit? Never. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. But, Jambers, I forgot to ask you, uh, what are you drinking today? Because it looks like something fancier than Keystone. Oh, it is. It's a fancy boy, all right. So, Brian, um, this is actually a couple months old. I forgot I even had this four-pack. And it's probably the last of my beers from my trip to North Carolina. So, from the Burial Beer Company outside of Asheville, North Carolina, this is the, the morbid comfort of the welcome aggression, Triple India Pale Ale. So, all like I think I mentioned it when I was like recapping my like trip down there. This was that brewery that had all these like super long-winded fancy names. And I was like, what are these from like books or songs or something? And they go, I don't know. They just sound cool. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, I kind of like that more. <laughs> yep. So 10% alcohol by volume. So that nothing stays the same and everything becomes markable. The vice we struck around our skulls becomes the trap inside which me must crawl. Triple dry hopped with new harvests. Simcoe, alongside Australian Vic Secret and Eclipse. Hmm. 
but like the artwork on this is like awesome you got like the heart yeah. with like smoke coming out of it on like an altar and a candle and you know all this imagery and crap like that like jim it looks like devil worship it does those godless whores who work there they don't like the savior damn it <laughs> fuck they're nice i mean at least Beautiful it's people. a uh horror-ish theme can so i'll give i'll give you i'll give you credit there yeah it's more of the gothic realm like you said so yeah it kind of fits the season all right <laughs> oh god damn it chambers um but no, we we also want to get caught up on. Uh... Oh, Brad! Real quick aside, like, I, every time I have like a double or a triple or something like that, like I almost can't tell them apart anymore from like a hazy. They all just seem like juicy IPAs. Yeah, triples aren't. How Is it just marketing this? bullshit? Like I don't. Tri- like... Triples aren't really a thing. Doubles are definitely a thing. Triples are like they're trying to say. Um, they're just trying to make it seem like, you know, it's more hops. They're using three different types of hops. Yeah, I mean, it looks, like, it looks like orange juice. Yeah. It's got decent lacing in there, cloudy as hell, um, citrusy as hell. Here's the deal. Double IPAs, there is a noticeable difference between that and a regular American or, you know, standard IPAs, I would say. Because standard IPAs, you're always going to be in that... Tree's asshole. Five to seven percent range of alcohol. Maybe it's a, a smidgen higher, but yeah, it's going to be very bitter. Very bitter, double very I- piney. Yeah. Yeah. Double IPAs are always the next step up, right? They're going to be here seven and a half to ten percent. Like you're not going to find a double IPA below that because they're they're stronger, hoppier, but they also they're hoppier, but somehow in whatever they do, and I don't know if it's. Uh, other flavors they put in i generally tend to feel like they're not as hoppy as standard ones or bitter and then triple it's just more hops hop. and and then the only thing that they do try to make themselves stand out is uh by being hired 10 percent or higher so if you call yourself a triple it's really just a designation above that that double level if that makes sense Mm, makes sense so yeah no but yeah no there's not a like you won't get a oh my god this tastes so different than the doubles i've had hazies are a completely different thing they're unfiltered they they tend to have that heavier juicy citrusy flavor um and that's because they're also known as new england ipas because that's the style where it was born so all other ipas if you if you drink a standard ipa what you're drinking is a west coast american ipa Ah, so what you're saying is if you hate black people, you should drink a hazy IPA. God damn it, Jim. Tell me I'm wrong. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) But, Chambers, um, the real question is, what questions do we have from our awesome patrons this week? Oh, yes, Brian. Patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. And, well, when we get around to it, we also have our bonus segments. So we don't have one this week because we don't want to just, like, fart them out because we didn't have any, like, good topics this time. We'll make it up for it next week. But, Brian, comments from last week's, uh, we're talking about the centering cogger over here. Uh, from Burn Retinas, he was saying, I would almost crowdfund getting Brian to an anime convention at least once, but the experience would taint the soul forever. And G to the next level popping in saying, just make it a tier. I'll upgrade. <laughs> right. I think we have to give the people what we want. 
I mean, isn't MAGFest pretty damn close to an anime no, convention? No, 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 no. <laughs> still, still too gaming, Brian. Still too much gaming. Too much gaming, what? too much music. What would I expect to see? What would one that has no realm of understanding of anime to begin with, what would I see that would, like, what would I expect? What, what am I looking at there, Jim? Well, I've never been to a proper anime convention myself, so I can't fully say. But I can expect probably even more cosplay than you see at a gaming convention. I would suspect you'd probably almost have a greater variance between people you really like seeing in cosplay and ones you really don't like seeing in cosplay. I see what you're saying there. Okay. And yeah, you, and for your sake, Brian, you wouldn't recognize goddamn anything that was being presented. I'd be like, they all, like, my, my imagination is I'd see a lot of wigs that are probably blonde and spiky or black and spiky. Like, I feel like those are two primary colors that you'd see for guy characters. And I feel like 95% of the females would be in some kind of skirt with something on their head that resembles cat ears. I don't know. I Literally, I would have no idea what I'm looking at. It would be interesting. Maybe, oh, maybe we have to make a video of that one day. Just me and Brian, me and you teaming up, going to an anime convention. Jim, how about this? I'll be, we, I'll be the man. Brian, you be the man on the street. Will you just talk to people? I'll film oh, it. I, you know me. I would. But here's the deal. Every, for the very fine very very small amount that i could recognize every time i say i do know that you have to drink jim <laughs> all right fair it's not gonna be much it's just gonna probably be like oh attack on titan i think i know what that is you're like hey you're that guko guy <laughs> damn it <laughs> i probably would fuck up every one of their names <laughs> even the ones you barely do know Jim, should I make a very uneducated, like, ranking and tier list of, like, Dragon Ball Z characters and just based off of how they look and how I feel about them, be like, yeah, this one probably sucks. Like, this one should go here. That's actually a great idea. <laughs> That's legitimate. You should actually make that video and put it out. So would it be, what would it be? Just ranking the characters? Like, I'm sure they have somewhere. Like, I'll just do it based on their pictures or something. Be like, Yeah, no, just pictures. Should I even now? I what I would have to do is try and find one and not even know their names. I know like no, my... you're not going to know any of their names. No, what's going to have? You know what? <clears throat> let me put the tier list. Let me put the images together for you. I'll put it together, and then okay. you have to go through it all and shit like that. All right, all right. I like that. I'll do it. I'll all piss right. off a lot of people. <laughs> Like, hey. this guy's down here. They're like, he's an S tier. <laughs> he said the goddamn gamut. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I'll gladly do it. See? See, G, that G and uh, and Burn, you guys, uh, we'll start with that. And then, yeah. That actually, does the same place that we go for too many games, do they do anime conventions? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm sure I'm sure one comes to We'll figure it out. Nice. Very good suggestion, guys. See yes. spark something. <laughs> there we go. For this week's questions. First up, from Burn Retinas. DBPG is getting a chance to make their own beer. Are your tastes similar enough to agree on a flavor and style, or market two flavors based on what you each like? I think you'd have to go the two styles, right? Like, I think we would have to actually do three styles. One I pick, one you pick, and then the agreement. Kind of like how we feel about, like, reviews, right? Like, because I can already guess. I would be some kind of heavy stout, like Imperial stout or something, coffee stout, bourbon stout. 
you would be a sour of some kind. Most and likely. then our in-between would... Lager? I was going to say, do we do that? Do we do like a Vienna lager or a Pilsner or something like definitely on the lighter side? Right. Do we do, we do a pumpkin? Do we, do we put our uh, money where our mouth is? We're the, only peop- we're the only beer people who seem to celebrate pumpkin beers. Well, no, Jim, because we would have our seasonal beer, so we would already have a pumpkin. Oh, right, right, right. right. Correct, correct. And, and you know, since the thing that we both love growing up, even if we don't like it now, we'd have to make it a Treehouse of Horror-themed pumpkin beer. Ah, yes. Um, whew, yeah, I think our standard, it would have to be, I mean, you'd have to go with, yeah, some kind of Pilsner. Uh, Czech Pilsner or a word of yours, some kind of IPA. See, I don't, you know what's weird? Like, outside of like, you know, the standard, like, you know, macro Pilsners, I don't really like any craft Pilsners. And I don't know if it's just a style that I don't like in general, or if no one really knows how to make something that tastes good. Hmm. And I don't like hate them, but every time I drink them, I'm just like, I think I expected more from it, but I don't know what I was expecting. I think one of my favorite regular Pilsners outside of Czech Pilsners would be the Prima Pils from Victory. Prima Pils is solid. Yeah. Other ones, I agree. They're not usually great because that's that's also in reality. Most Pilsners aren't great. That's part of the problem. But yeah, no, I think, I think each of us would have our own unique beer. Um, and like I said, yeah, we would definitely have something that we combine together and we agree upon. Try to have the least hazy or... A good hazy IPA, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Ah, do we do it and just straight up call it the tree's asshole? We could. I had to stop my video because I keep it keeps for some reason unfocusing for me. Um, we could actually, in spirit of you, Jim, it would be on brand. I definitely would. Do we do an offshoot of Lion's Head called Lion's Foot? Oh, you know what? We should. <laughs> it needs to have some kind of little game thing. We have, we have to have a little – and just cut all the pretext out. We have to call it the icebreaker and put yeah. some kind of riddles or something like that. Maybe a fun fact in there or some dumb crap like that. And knowing our humor, it's just all dicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just I unscrew, like that idea. We just unscrew it. It's just like if it feels like more than two fingers, it's probably me. God damn it. <laughs> ah, good, good, good question, though. I like that a lot. Yep. Next up from Alex Perez. Greetings, gents. Happy spooky season. Best time of the year. Question. How do you guys handle juggling family time with gaming slash DBPG channel time? Side note. This new Patreon app update sucks balls so far, and maybe I just need to get used to it. I will say I actually love the update to the app just because it runs so much goddamn smoother and faster now. Like, I have to get used to the layout of it and where everything is, but just like... The fact that I could hit notifications and things just pop up instead of like having to sit there for like a full five minutes is like a godsend. So, yeah, I like the update. (laughs) So as Jim is known to be a man, not of the people, that probably means the update sucks. Fuck yourself, Alex. (laughs) Uh, It's a great question, Alex. I mean, I think he's another goddamn Braves fan. So, you know what? Fuck all you. Uh Fucking heartbreakers. Game goddamn blowing that goddamn game. We specifically pushed recording one night because of the Phillies game. And I was like, this is a good idea. 
we're 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 just smooth sailing into the sixth inning and into the seventh. Six innings of good shit. I mean, you know, fucking goddamn Trey Turner had his little oopsie, which led to that goddamn run. It was all downhill after that. God, yeah, damn it. I hope tomorrow they they get well. It's the Super Bowl all over again. We had our throat, we had our foot on their throats, and we let them up. Jim, I I just hope at this point now people are willing to recognize. Philly's really America's sports team. Uh, it's, it's the best home team. What, what, come uh, Wednesday when they see that home crowd, they'll well, know. Oh, they'll know. Like between that, Eagles. And we're not doing a goddamn Indian tomahawk chop on Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what, a, what a visual that is. Yeah. Um, but, Alex, to your question, that is a great question. I mean, it it's one of those things that I think, obviously, it gets tougher and tougher, right? Like, I know for me – Weekends, I don't do anything game, site, anything related. Like, I always think, like, come Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, ah, maybe once the kids are down, I'll go down and play. No, I'm exhausted. Like, usually because you're doing shit all day long. So, you know, you got to make that your kind of number one priority. And everything else kind of just takes a back, back seat. It's part of the reason Jim and I have talked. Like, we, there's plenty of ideas we have, but it's also, like, the time to play the game, the time to get together, the time to do that. Like, I I know there's probably going to be a lull, but who knows when it is. Props to people out there who have kids and do this shit full-time. Now, granted, if we didn't have full-time jobs, we could make do much differently. But uh, anyone that juggles that, it's, it's tough. And I think you could easily strain yourself, stress yourself out if you push too far. Like... If you were somehow, if we were somehow able to keep up the level of reviews and shit we used to, <laughs> no. while having families, no. that means our kids, our wives, and our family life must be terrible because we're just ignoring this shit out of them, which is not viable. I mean, I know I I can probably speak for Jim here on this. Like, yeah, like you just you get it in when you can. That's why his number one gaming thing is a Switch. My Xbox has been taken over by my son with for Minecraft and Roblox. Like. If you ever see my name on Xbox, you're going to see those two games where I play the most. And I encourage it because I, you know, I, I'll play with him. I'll do, I'll play uh, TMNT, uh, Shredder's Revenge, or the Calabunga Collection. That's where I get my most enjoyment right now out of gaming. The little bit of time I get to play Starfield or something else, I take it where I can. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't game until the kids at sleep at the very least or... Luckily, she's finally getting to, like, a stage Well, maybe it's because of the new house and, like, the den is kind of, like, her play area where, like, she'll go down there and just, like, kind of play with her toys and just, like, like, it's almost, like, weird where I'm like, hey, you want me to, you know, do something with you? And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm playing my game. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Where where I used to think back of all those years of, oh, my God, just please play with yourself for, like, ten minutes. And now it's not here. It's like, uh, uh, I've, I've been replaced. She doesn't need me anymore. Yeah. So and except that, for like except for those like little stages, yeah, it's mainly just when everyone else is in bed. And that's if I'm not like playing a game I like I have to still get around to playing Bionic Commando for our Patreon review. Or something like that. Where like Brian says, I'm tired as balls and I just go to bed. Yeah. That's the shit what's funny is that, that mentality of like ugh. In the past, it, there would be no problem. It'd be 12, 1, whatever time you want to call it. And I would say, now I'm going to get in some gaming. And I would just be like, I'm just going to be tired tomorrow. It's fine. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, it's like I even get to the point where like I have so many like movies I want to watch or horror movies or something, and I put on the TV in my room and like I end up either putting on It's Always Sunny or Curb Your Enthusiasm or something to fall asleep to, and I even fall asleep in the middle of those things. Yeah, getting the, yeah. getting old things. That's why it's it's fucked up to say, but like if you ever are like sick enough hence covid or some of the other things that's when you can actually get gaming done like Dude, that's when i fucking that's when i got most of my game like for level 50 i had my biggest spurts of banging shit out in two separate times when i had my vasectomy and when i had covid like i had yeah. time to myself i was isolating or just you know being rewarded with being away from everybody and i would just be down there by myself for a couple of days for the love of God, please do not let me get COVID again until my game room is set up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, what I will say is, though, Jim, I, I don't know if you would be as flexible. I don't know how much leave you have, but, like, I'm a hoarder of my leave. Like, I take it here and there. I take some time in Christmas if we go on vacation. But I usually have a decent amount banked. Like, the ideal would be, like, I'm just going to take a day off and just get like, we, we always do it for COD, right? But like to actually take it off and be like, you know, I just want to take a random like Tuesday or Thursday or something. Just take it off and then just stay home and game all day. That sounds like paradise. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. And that's something I don't get to. Well, this year, the fucking move just chewed up all my goddamn time. Sure. But yeah, for the I'm most sure. part, like last year, I had a lot of time by the end of the year. And I was like, yeah. oh, I could take time off. But then it's also like bouncing like. Oh, but this is also like the slowest time of the year. It almost feels like a waste. So like my vac my vacation doesn't like go from year to year. It's use it or lose it. Yeah. So same. I use to a certain point and then I'll just like buy back like last year I bought back like over a week of time. Like that was a beautiful check that I got for Christmas time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that I was, mean that was clutch. It's all balancing acts, but Alex, I mean it's one of those things where I thought about this the other day, like, yeah. The thought of gaming, there's almost a level to me now where I'm like, ah, but then I got to go down, set it up. Like, like, just the effort to come down and game sometimes, like, will also take it out of me. After the kids are in bed and everything, I'm like, hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I everyone can do however they want, but do yourself a favor. Right, the honey-do list. You could have gotten something done off the honey-do list. Yeah, yeah, those. Those house projects, that shit just, man, the way it gobbles up your time, Jim. Not that you know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, please. Yeah. But no, great question, Alex. I like that one a lot. Oh, yeah. And that wraps it up for this week. So once again, thank you to all the patrons out there for the support. Uh, make sure to head on over to Patreon. Check out the tiers for game review requests, movie review requests. On that note. We were going to do it last week, but uh, scheduling stuff came up. So uh, we'll get it done the next week or two. We'll figure it out. But yes, the the, the awaited Tiptoes review will be on its way. I My watched God. it. Did I you finally, finally watch it? I finally watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, words will be had. There's so much to say. Uh, yeah. So. So, yeah, look forward to that, folks. But, yeah, we'll be letting you know when that's all out there. And thank you for the support. And if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, go to the other platforms. Give us some likes and subscribes and reviews. And anything helps out the page. And we'll re read any review on the podcast. Thank you, guys. Truly, truly appreciate it. 
But Jambers, let's move on to our first topic this week that you pulled up, and it's from our good buddies at Kotaku, who I feel like we haven't talked about any articles from them for a while. They, they um, haven't been as clickbaity lately. No. And this one is... It's interesting, but it's probably one we'd only spend a ton of time on. So, Last of Us Studio, Naughty Dog, is cutting some of their developers. Um, and as you read through this... Uh, they had about a headcount of a little over 400 as of July, and this cut is a roughly 25 developers were cut um, in an effort to downsize. Uh, this is not the only big company that's doing this. There's I, there's a lot of layoffs going around. Um, I guess my question, the most interesting thing about this, Jim, is, is just because there's just way too much oversaturation of the market at this point or what do you think is a real driving factor for this with all these companies and their layoffs uh i mean for naughty dog it's weird because like everything they shit out right now is just massive hit yeah. so like uncharted 4 gigantic hit last of us 2 gigantic hit last of us tv series gigantic hit so you're not thinking that they should be hurting for any kind of money or anything like that and maybe they're just looking like their next big project they announced is a remake or a remaster of Last of Us 2, which, as of this recording, is a three-year-old game, which yeah. is ridiculous in my it's, mind. So you yeah. probably don't need a lot of manpower behind it. And like 25 people out of 400, you know, it's not a ton. It's, yeah. what, what is that, like 4% of the workforce or something like that? Like, it, it's small. But it's still, you look, back, you look at it and you're just like, yeah, but... Why do you need to let anyone off? Like, you could start working on something new. Yeah, I don't a know. company that big. It, there, There's questions, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Microsoft's been doing it. Sega. Like, there's a lot of companies out there that have been letting people off. Um, EA let go a thousand people. You know, like, there's... I'm trying to figure out, like, what is, what's driving it? Because it's not like the video game market is suffering... Um, I don't know. Like, like, is there any part of you that thinks like, I hate to be the tinfoil hat guy. Could any of this be due to AI? Well, Brian, if you're going to be the tinfoil hat guy, you got to say it's the globalist one. And then two, I mean, it, maybe, I mean, there's a very good chance AI could be cutting into shit. Like there are like studios are getting lazier across the board. And if they can cut corners, they're going to do it. So Maybe there is some minor coding or, you know, there maybe with some art assets, they'll just use AI and, you know, ask for forgiveness later when the creator sees that their shit's been used. So you never know. Maybe it's a thing that's, like, coming into play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying good, bad, or any other. I'm just saying that that's something I say. But, you know, for those 25 folks, yeah, for a company that's over 300, for a company that doesn't churn out games like on the regular seems like it's a kind of big group to have unless they were like publishing shit in and out a couple times a year i don't know i i don't think that's a the biggest one but yeah it's it's it's, it's, one, it's one of those ones where you look at and you go huh yeah, and you go like yeah why that that's the bigger one but yeah, we'll keep track. We'll see uh, if any other large companies are doing it. But you let us know in the comments. I mean, is this a red flag for something that we're obviously missing? I mean, Jim is Mr. Go-Over-His-Head. 
And even though I am the people's champ. God damn it. With the best belt. Don't you, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> uh, but, Chambers, um, speaking of companies and uh, a little bit of things moving, uh, Unity CEO. Little, up, little update to Rooney, Brian. Yeah. I mean, Unity has been... Um, They've been popular for all the wrong reasons in, in the gaming world for the past three weeks, maybe four weeks. And uh, it seems like they're making a big move. Yeah, so Unity's, uh, they announced that their chief executive officer and president, James, or no wait, James Whitehurst is the appointed, newly appointed one. Oopsies. It's John. Yeah, yeah, John Riccatello. Uh, something extremely Italian. Yes, he is retiring as president, CEO, chairman, and a member of the company's board of directors, effective immediately. And this was as October 9th. So, yesterday, as of this yep. recording. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, he had been there for a long time. I think he's he joined the Unity board in 2013 and stepped into the lead of the company in 2014, where they faced significant challenges. Uh, John has led Unity through the incredible growth over the last 10 years, helping us transition from a perpetual licensee to a subscription model, enabling developers to monetize, build other game services to serve our creative community, leading us through an IPO and positioning as a pioneer in the developer community. Unity will not be where it is today without the impact of his contributions. And he was probably also the driving force behind their new price rollout that we talked about a few weeks ago that pissed off everybody. And, uh, yeah, right. Sacrificial lamb has to be made. He does. And, and I guess, and the only thing I did not see, uh, was there a buyout? Is there a severance package? Is there a big, like, we got to do this move, but here's, here's a fat check. Go on your way. So yeah, from what I'm seeing, they are not reporting on that. So I would have to imagine there is a big, big, payout for him to be like look you gotta go someone's gotta go yeah you're you you like you saw you heard his title he has like five titles like you run everything so he's the guy and you're the guy sometimes being the guy means you have to be the guy who takes the blame and even if it wasn't his idea i don't know if it was or wasn't but guess what you're the guy bye bye so he's 65 years old oh he's from erie pa hey local Um, boy Man, he came from that dump and he became that. Well, good for him. I'm trying to see. Let's see what his net worth is. Let's, let's take a little peek behind the, the curtain, Jim. Peek behind the veil, Brian. Little little researcher, Rooney. Uh, net worth $151 million. Solid. All right. So, you know, he's not he's not hurting. He He's 65 company that he he's been with for over 10 years you could say that's a love or hate thing right jim like if he's a driving force behind this terrible decision is it kind of noble to be like whatever i'll take the blame and bail out look brian let's let's put it this way let's make it very painfully topical brian game two of the nlds zach wheeler mowing down eight strikeouts six or at like Five and two-thirds shutout innings. But, you know, you can give up that two-run bomb that just leads to your eventual loss. 
Someone's got to be the guy to take the blame there, Brian. But did they need to seat him? Did they need to pull him? I don't think they did. No, nah, at that point, they had to. I don't know. His fastball had already dropped like four miles per hour. Like, he was gassed. Uh, maybe he should just do better. <laughs> maybe he should. Not like he doesn't get enough. Well, here's the deal. This guy, the CEO, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that they were willing to make this announcement. Me too. Especially for, like, it seemed like they were ready to just, like, either rest on their laurels or double down. And then all of a sudden... They this. backtracked a little bit, but this seems like a really big backtrack. So. Do you think there's any further backtracking with the pricing model, or is that still probably in cement? I haven't heard anything in a while, but I, you know what, you know what's going to come down to? Give it like a fiscal quarter and see how their numbers are looking and how much people are using them. Yeah. And if there's a huge drop, then you'll hear more news. Yeah. No, it's interesting. That'll be one of those ones. I don't think it'll last as long as Bud Light, which thank God there's no Bud Light this week. But I think it not will. for lack of trying, Brian. I tried. <laughs> there is nothing. I think this is one we'll probably be following for a while. See, like the trends that happen with that. So this is gonna be one that's gonna come back in like three months and be like, oh yeah, Unity. Yeah. Oh look, look who's leading Bud Light. <laughs> Damn it. All right, Chambers. So uh, another piece of not super shocking news, in my opinion. Um, Breaking news as of today. Yeah, it's new news, but uh, Nintendo's doing what Nintendo does best, disappointing its fans. And they have finally announced that they're oh, going to shut... My bad. This was not breaking news out this week. This was from last week, but I just uh, I forgot this was on the itinerary. Go on, Brian. So they're going to shut down the online features for their 3DS and the Wii U. That failed piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in for you. Uh, in 2024. So, I mean, here's the deal. They already shut down the eShops. Yeah, a couple months ago. Is this... I mean, everyone had to see that writing on the wall. We've been talking about a lot of companies doing this. Nintendo is notorious for just... They just don't seem to care or want to support any virtual fun for their folks. They just want buy our first party shit. And that's it. Um, Because here's the deal. You still got a lot of people out there, right? Like, fuck the Wii U, but the 3DS. I'm like, you know there's still a lot of people who probably use it. Yeah, 3DS was surprising, especially since it had, like, the Street Pass element to it. And, you know, it had its online community and crap like that for all a bunch of different things. I mean, it sold, like, what, 80, 90 million units? Something like that? Yeah, it's shocking to me well it's not shocking nintendo's doing this it's just like why like, and yeah like shutting down the e-shops is one thing like the 3ds is what 12 years old at this point the wii mm-hmm. u is the wii u is younger but that, that was a it, it makes sense, flop. So, makes sense. yes yeah shut down the e-shops fine it sucks but i get it but yeah i mean even shutting down the you know what like shutting down the internet in general is big because like I think there's still a pretty strong Mario Maker community out there, and people don't like Mario Maker 2. Like, they still prefer Mario Maker 1. So, shutting that down is, like, huge, especially for that community. And, um, yeah, the 3DS, like you said, like, that was still a really popular system. So, I get you have, you know, systems you're talking about, like, you know, a decade old, you know, 13 years old. But it's still, like, it's not that long of a time before shutting down the servers, too. It's weird. 
and we've talked about this with these companies like does it really cost you that much to keep those servers open for the amount of people using it like right we're never going to see screenshots anymore of like the 20 people playing uh, black ops 2 on wii u we're not <laughs> going to get that anymore that small devoted fan base brian what about them exactly but, but what's funny is um, I've seen a few articles, and one of them is from uh, CBR.com, said that this is connected to the fact that they said they're, this is to coincide with their release of the long-awaited Switch successor. Basically, so they're saying they're doing this in preparation for this. But does one affect the other? Sure I doesn't, Jim. Sure doesn't. I don't doesn't. think so. I mean... Yeah, I mean, if you take away online play, man, that sucks. I, I mean, it just, like I said, I'm, in, in a world like today, and we know all consoles are going to do it at some point because we just talked about that, what was it, the 360 is doing that? No, they're not yeah. getting rid of online. They're, get, they got, they're getting rid of their shop finally. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Right. Here's, here's a question. So the Wii U and 3DS online capabilities are all free. They like you know, Switch started free, and then they eventually started charging. Mm -hmm. Do you think if they were charging for it, do you think they'd still be running them? Because maybe because right now at this point, I guess they could justify it as not enough people are justifying the resources we are putting into it. I guess. Like at this point, if you shut down the eShops anyway, then it's all just a good faith uh, gesture at this point. But. Do you think they would have survived a little bit longer? Because I oh, mean, for sure. I, yeah. Or I mean, they would have just made them pay a premium. I I, I wish I'm trying to see if there if there's an now, active Brian, user here, account. You like your hypotheticals? I love it. Okay. <clears throat> if Nintendo came out, let's say tomorrow, and said, "We we changed our mind. We'll keep these services alive, but you have to pay a minor yearly fee," kind of deal. Basically, if you want to keep using it, but now you have to pay after all these years of having it free, would you be against that? Mm, no, because that's at least giving... In all honesty, I think anyone who is still playing these consoles, like, religiously, you're already Nintendo, like, fanboys to the nth degree. So paying some nominal fee, even if it's, like, the 20 or whatever it is for base Switch services... I think that's fair. Now, if they are dicks about it and they're like, it's like a hundred bucks or fifty bucks, like if it's anything more than the base switch, I think that'd be fucked up. Um, I That'll think be a ballsy move. I think it's, I think it's still, you know, not a good look for them to even do that. I think you're absolutely right, though, in the sense that they see this thing that they have for free. What's the point of them doing it? I don't know, like, what... Then you also get down the semantics of, like, if the Wii U only has a thousand people playing it online, is it worth keeping? Like, what number is it where it's, like, you should probably keep it open? Is it 5,000, 10,000? I don't know. I don't know what that number looks like. As I said, every year I go back and try some Call of Duties. I can go back to Call of Duty 2 or 3. There's, like literally 17 people on and i can still get in a game somehow i don't know how that is that's fucking crazy and they still i can still do that it takes forever but i can get into a game 
Why Nintendo can't do it, I don't know. Um, but once again, it's not shocking to me because what was their first console to ever really use online? Was it Wii? Um, Dreamcast or, had a... Or not Dreamcast, duh, fucking Sega. Uh, GameCube had very extremely limited online capabilities and for the most part, the modem was only from Japan, I think. Okay. So, but for like mainstream internet use, it was the Wii. Or was, I guess the original DS. Oh, that's. I, I, I was gonna say so maybe like the DS, yeah. Hmm. And yeah, honestly, like I guess it makes sense that like you know what? like I don't want to be devil's advocate here for Nintendo, but it's like, yeah, if they're not keeping the eShop open to like get DLC money or people buying games, and they're not charging for the internet, why would they keep it up at this point? Well, it goes back to, to like WWE 2K22. I think the thing is you made a great point with Mario maker, right? Like that, a core component of that is playing other people's shit. Just like, Oh, that's the core. Yeah. yeah. And just like 2k 22 and all these other games where it's like community creations, that's like a huge point of it. And I don't know how, how could you possibly salvage that? Like if you do something like maybe peer to peer downloads directly, like, maybe if you, like, you guys connect online and, like, there's a community, I'm sure, built for all this shit. And it's like, hey, if you still want these, maybe you can download it directly from your PC to it. If, if that e capability is even there, I don't know. Like, so allow someone to send that shit to their Nintendo account so it could still be added to their game. Something to that effect. Yeah, like, I know that crap's still out there. Like, I think there's still peer-to-peer -peer servers for, like, Fantasy Star Online for the GameCube. So, like, yeah. if there's a hardcore enough fan base for it, like, they'll figure out a way to make it keep going. But <clears throat> I'm not, like I said, I'm not shocked. I'm not, this is one of these ones I won't go overly giving Nintendo shit for. It's just, like, a lot of things you go, did you have to do that? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's like, it's like an easy goodwill win that they could have. Yeah. We're like, do you like a hard cutoff? Like, I, I think, like, I think, obviously, with the Wii U being a failure, it makes sense that they do it, but I don't know. If you gave like a console, let's say 15 years, made like a nice number that people can look at and go, that's a good run. You you do like a 15 year mark and then you cut it off, then I think most would go fine instead of freaking out. Or maybe everyone would just freak out anyway because it's the internet and YouTube and they would have to get their clicks and their updates. So I don't know. I don't know what the right call is. Yeah, I mean... I whenever Nintendo finally does announce their next console, man, I wonder how quickly they start cutting ties with shit on the Switch. That will be very interesting. Because you know they're going to have like, well, you know that shop you like on the Switch? Well, here's a new one. Like, like it'll just be that like quick little like, ah, just re-download and re-buy and do it. Like, uh, I don't know. Or the Nintendo Switch Online shit and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And how much they're going to keep up there or the service games are going to keep going. <clears throat> because, yeah. I mean, stuff has gone away. Like, Pac-Man 99 just went away. But, I mean, that wasn't Nintendo-owned, so <coughs> they didn't want to keep the license, I guess, with Namco or something going, or Namco didn't want to do it. But still, it's like, wow, that only had a couple years. Yeah. I mean, I, it really wouldn't shock me if, like, very early on, whenever they had switch to whatever you want to call it how quickly you'll see like exclusive downloads only for the eShop on the switch too so like you'll 
you'll it'll maybe still be the same shop, but you won't be able to have the option download on the original Switch. Because you know about they're just about moving physical units. That's what they they care about that paramount to everything else. I feel like. Yeah, I mean. They sold a lot of fucking games too. It isn't like the Wii where they only sold units and not games. But, like, but I'm saying no, no game, even game. I'm saying they only care about selling physical media. That's like their end thing. Whereas, like, you look at someone like Microsoft, they're like, just get our platform onto every device possible. Like, that's their goal. Nintendo's like, buy physical shit from us. Oh yeah. Actually, speaking of physical shit, uh, anyone out there listening, if you like random game swag shit uh just go to a GameStop right now like one of the ones by <laughs> me had a buy one get three free on clearance item shit and it was all like funko pops and you know like you know action figures and crap all like that there's little grab baggy random thingies of random mm-hmm. figures inside things so if you like that dumb shit you could fucking tear ass at a GameStop right now and he's like, the guy at the counter was like, yeah, I mean, if you buy two things and you get four, you know, six things free. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. And like, they, they had, like, keyboards there, too. So, like, if you buy a new keyboard for 60 bucks, you could basically get a fuckload of shit for free that you would have wanted for the rest of their selection. Yeah. Jim. So, yeah, go buy useless plastic. <laughs> also, Brian, real quick. Yes. This, is, this beer is hitting hard. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it is. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm one and a half in, and I'm like, "Ooh, mama!" <laughs> uh, but Jim, let's talk about another interesting. I didn't see this coming. Don't really know why we need it. This was the breaking news today. Yeah, uh, the PS5 is getting their new slim model just in time for the holiday season. Uh, okay, so I'll have the picture up. You have the original with the little bump out. Now you get rid of the bump out. Well, Brian, the picture from the top of the article, that's not the original. That's the the, the new designs for the new one. Basically, it doesn't look all that much different from what we had no. before. It's no. just smaller. And, and well, yeah, that's my it, point. Like I'm saying, like there isn't really that much of a difference. It, it really, it, they have lines going down the sides. So aesthetically, that's probably the biggest change. Yeah, instead of two faceplates, now you have four. And at a price point where you're still at 500 bucks. Oh, yeah, you're not saving any money yet. And they're digital. So so 500 is with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disk drive. And then the digital edition, so you don't even get a disk drive, is only 50 bucks cheaper. But Brian... You can buy a separate disk drive for <clears throat> 70 bucks, and then attach it to your digital-only version. Yeah, why would you do that? Now you're paying... How, how the fuck do you charge 70 bucks for a thing that's 50 bucks more on the other thing? That's... What? There's... Uh, Brian, my favorite, my favorite kicker for this. On the stock PS5. Me and you both have PS5s. Mm-hmm. It comes with a little stand. A little stand rooney Brian. You can put it horizontally. You can stand it vertically. Guess what? That stand that you need, especially for these new models, to be putting it vertically, don't come with it. Got to buy it separately. 30 goddamn dollars. 
Why? Like, like, there's so many things about this. Like, why are you coming out with it? Actually, I, I to cut you off real quick. Yeah. I remember in our, like, I could have done research, but hey, it's me. But I remember seeing stuff where it was like, I think certain components or chipsets or there was some part that was a part of the three PS5 design that's just like, it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. So I think that's why they had to like do a redesign of some sort and why we're getting it now. Uh, I, I'm just like, but here's the deal. Okay. And I know I might be jumping the shark a little bit too much with this. How far off do you think there's a new PS console? I know, I know it's, it seems like way too soon to ask that question, but I mean, three you know years, four years, uh, four years tops, right? Probably. Cause it, what, what did these all come out in 2019? I want to say. So we're like about four years in right now. So another four years would be about eight years. Dude, if they came even right now, if they came out with a new one in another four years, like right now, like outside of like the need for parts, I guess it's shocking. There's a slim model. So they came out in 2020. Okay. So it's like normally you do that when you're, you know, pretty far into a console's life and you've already sold the bulk of what you're going to sell, but you want to sell to, you know, cheaper models that, you know, are going to sell for people who want to spend less. Yeah. You're not getting that with this. And we're four years in and people still complain left and right that the PS five doesn't have the games that they wanted for it. Like for the outside of the diehard diehards, like most people are kind of disappointed with all the new gen systems right now. Because there just aren't all these killer apps that people want that, like, are a real reason to buy these systems. Yeah. So, like, even in four years, unless something crazy happens, it's not going to feel like it's time for it. Yeah. How, I, much is, how much is technology really going to... Here's here's another kicker for these slim models. As, in terms of pure, like, power, there's no upgrades. It's the exact same specs as the launch PS5. So it's not stronger. It's just smaller. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I saw a comparison done by Trusted Reviews. So the price is same, same specs, size and weight. It's apparently it weighs 18% less. So it's down to 3.2 kilograms. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. With the disc is 3.2. Without the disc is 2.6, which I don't give two fucks about the weight. Um, they, they Now, they did say that uh, this does have more storage than the standard PS5. Um, and like you, you mentioned, the detachable disk drive. But <clears throat> so I say I said that's why I said maybe four years, because between PS3, which was 2013 to this, it was a seven year cycle. So if that's the marker of seven years is the new cycle for these consoles like this, you got four years yeah, I mean, I guess at some point I was expecting the updated one, but we know whatever the next updated one is, is going to be coming after this. So this just feels like a very odd, like, let's get something out in time for Christmas. I, I don't know. Maybe it, they'll just have so many more available and it still makes up for, like, I don't know. Is PS5 even still hard to get anymore? No, not as it was. Maybe it's still <clears throat> like it's not like there's a ton of them at stores, but you can find them now. This but is right. So you know, my favorite move. design thing of this is go on. So without buying the vertical stand, you have the horizontal setup. 
did did you happen to take a look at that horizontal picture, Brian? The, the little the little kickstand of Rooney that comes with it. I did look at it, but not in great detail. So I'm pulling it up right now. So now you got me. Like I looked at, it, I was like, it just looks stupid. But let me see. And actually, like for the launch PS5, I wonder if they fixed that like liquid metal <clears throat> thing that's part of the disc drive or the hard drive, where like the, the, that's the reason putting it vertical was like bad for the console because of the way it spins and melts the metal or some shit. I wonder if they're fixing that. But yeah, Brian, let me know what you think about this. Uh, this great design for the horizontal standing. The stock. The stock standing, we should say. The stock standing that where the disk drive is? No. Next to it. That little weird ass clip that comes down? That tiny little nub that flips down. That is your the horizontal fuck is stand. That? <laughs> for the video version, please remember to zoom in on that yeah, so people I'll, can I'll, see it. I'll put that in, but that's so for those not watching on the video feed, it's literally just like it looks like a fucking paperclip. Yeah, it's like a paper... It's a plastic-looking paperclip. Maybe a quarter of an inch wide, if that, if you're lucky. That, uh... Probably just an eighth of an inch. And just, like, just flicks down. And that's gonna hold up your entire goddamn $500 system. Woohoo! Wow. Boy. I mean, shit, guys. I don't know. If you're out there, if you're in the market looking for a PS5, I bet by this point, you can probably find some used ones somewhere. And save yourself some money. I, I guess if you're someone who's held out this long, yeah, it makes sense. Like, why not just get this? Except for the shitty collectors, I'll be like, I have four versions of this, and I need the picture for YouTube. Boop, boop, boop. I don't even think there's that many variations, though. Like, I don't even think there's that many custom plate ones and shit. Not yet, Jim. Not yet. Keyword yet. That is true. So, yeah, we'll... uh can't wait in a year or two when we say like well here's the next ps5 model that has come out to meet up with the demand of whatever the next iteration of better H hd will exist i don't know yeah hd 6kr some whatever whatever dumb bullshit yeah but brian so going from <clears throat> a, a weirdly almost unnecessary thing with sony that we don't like we have a weirdly unnecessary thing we do like because we're bringing back the weird gaming items segment I for the podcast this. brian and this week this comes to us from time extension music fans are modding early ps1 consoles to use as cd players this you is know, so goddamn goofy <laughs> it's so goofy but it's also like there's two parts of me here right like number one um if you click on the link that we have um i'm actually gonna add another link so the the first one was from time time extension as jim said but if you click on the what hi-fi picture that shows like the actual thing and you go to what hi-fi.com they show some variations and the one in black looks pretty goddamn looks pretty goddamn awesome um and then they have the one with the clear top so you can see it spinning it's it's absolutely unnecessary now if you read the articles it's basically saying hey they're actually really good sound quality cd players and they're pretty damn smooth um i guess maybe i'm just out of the loop of just how goddamn easy and cheap ps1s are that you would want to do this like i know it was obviously a crazy mass-produced system but does it, is there any part of you, we've talked about conservation and shit like that, that this kind of is uh, 
pisses you off for that reason. No, I think it's awesome. I, I you have you no, just I, like it. There, there were right. There are like ten billion fucking PS ones out there, and you know what? At this rate, like any of them that are out there that you're gonna find in the wild, you know, quote unquote the wild, <clears> like <throat> the, the lasers and shit are probably broken anyway. So, like nothing that's gonna run well is gonna be OEM stock. It doesn't matter at this point. Like, if you're gonna keep a PS one alive, you're probably gonna be changing the laser out or putting in a mode or doing other shit. So. You, you, you have a shell that you can fuck around with. And, like, it's weird that, like, these audio files are saying that, you know, they're the digital audio converter is so goddamn good on these early models because, like, I talked to some buddies who are, like, really into, like, sound and music, and they're like, yeah, they're good for 95, but there's way better ones out there now. So it's, like, the reason everyone's creaming over it doesn't even really apply. So it's probably just like a nostalgia thing wrapped in with, hey, this is good enough and this is going to be the coolest looking CD player you're going to find out there. Yeah, I mean, but then that also goes to the whole idea, right? Like, uh, it's the CDs will become the vinyls of another generation, right? Like, people will flock to it, quickly learn how annoying maintaining CDs are or dealing with scratch CDs. But at the end of the day... um, I didn't realize how good, good, I'll say, the PS1 sound quality was. And this mainly applies real quick to the earliest editions, the one that had the audio and video inputs separated on the back, not the ones that you can find all the goddamn time that just have, like, the AV output along with the power outputs. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I love, like I said, I actually wouldn't mind having one of these if it was a reasonable enough price i'm not gonna buy one and then do it myself because why the fuck would i do that but uh jim if you want to get me one i'll let you so go you know dude i have three ps1s and none of them are like this i'm like god damn it uh (laughs) but you know what like uh i gotta say though the ps1 just cd player menu screen beauty beauty of 90s nostalgia design right there it's just the one that just looks like a paintball splatters all over the goddamn place in neon colors. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> I would never want to use it just as a CD player because I would need to have that visual from there. You're, you're losing something. It's like it's, it's frugazi. So you... <laughs> it's frugazi to mod it this way, Brian. You got to have the visual on there, too. Okay. Well, here's the deal. You get something like that and you hook it up to one of those really small CRT TVs. Like the little hand Ooh. handheld ones have it sitting right there you know what go or even fuck it mine it some more put a little hdmi out on it or some shit like that go to today's amazon prime day everyone's buying p- bullshit they don't need so just buy a little fucking Ooh, screen to go up to that now i'll have to buy some shit jim <clears throat> uh but yeah no here's the deal i've said some of the gaming items you've picked pretty goddamn stupid i i love this i like the way it looks um I, I I would really like to see how this works out without knowing the specifics. Like I want to I'm gonna watch a video of someone who did this and see how they did it, how it works, and everything because it's got me very interested, Jim. I'll say that. Yeah, me too. Like part of me does kind of just want to have, even though I just said how dare you ever use it without the screen. I do kind of want one and want to mod it <laughs> and just have it sitting on top. Have it, have it as a little showpiece in the middle of an entertainment center in the living room. Hook it up to the surround sound. Just sitting there. <laughs> Hook it up to the surround sound. Hook it up to my sound bar. Yeah, you could do that. 
But yeah, no, I like this. So modders, do your goddamn thing and enjoy it. Because that's, that's just fun. I like that. But you know who's not fun, Jim? You know who's just still a garbage human being? Right, depending on who you talk to. He might be a ton of fun. Right, we keep it light on this show. So what more light topic can we go out on right now than the Israeli-Palestine conflict? Let's fucking go. <sighs> Jim. Beyond the conflict. Conflict. Right. It's an update. The the, the yeah, an update. This is an update. Well, that's what I was going to say. The conflict is awful enough as it is. Um, what, what I found interesting, as someone who's not a Twitter person, I found myself scrolling Twitter because I kind of can't believe the I mean I guess I sh I'm very naive to be shocked that so many people are drawing these lines but the amount of people who are just throwing shit out there that are making themselves look absolutely terrible and here's a shining example good old Adam Sessler so, so what did he say Jim? Our buddy with the, with the take of a lifetime Brian so, Adam Sessler, jumping in to the topic of the day, he writes, Couldn't sleep last night. Just kept thinking about Danny Masterson. If only he had those women for a free Palestine, he'd be on the, what, fourth, maybe fifth season of his Netflix show? Click button, send tweet. This is why you gotta be able to have a dislike button and everyone say it on Twitter especially like you should have a dislike right Right. Like, you don't need a dislike button when you have the ratio you have the almighty ratio <clears throat> I mean there's plenty of ratios on this guy but it's fuck man like double 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 comments doubled of likes he didn't even break 200 likes on this and he has an army of simps he, oof, oof. Mama, I mean mama mia. how does this guy like in what world does he do people actually find him funny? Like I just, I haven't looked at his profile since what that last time. I don't even know how long ago we talked about him. Um, and I'm looking through his tweets, and my God, does he just want to suck his own micro pecker off with how he writes? Like he thinks he's just the shit, and he's not. He's he's that guy that like. I'm smarter than everyone, and I'm going to say the thing that's really funny in my eyes. And it's like, dude, the fuck? Like, he, I don't know, this goes back to some people just oh, yeah. need to be a hit. He, he, so he he went on a couple, he actually shockingly did not go on the, uh, the, the total spurg out that he had done a lot of the times through uh, his other, his other misadventures through the Reddit realm. But uh, his final one as of an hour ago <clears throat> is, anyway. Fuck all you gamers and Reddit instructed leftists. Just like every adult suspected, you're more than happy to gobble down any plate o murder as long as you buy it from the right franchise. You love to hate, but you're too fucking weak to man up and admit it. Right. Hero of our time. I just, man. You're not brave enough. You know who's brave enough? Adam Sessler. I mean, for this guy to talk like that, what the fuck has he ever done with anything in his life? Um, right, a little show called X-Play? Exactly. You're welcome? Exactly. And he got called out on his shit from that show for bad jokes he made back then. 
and he couldn't handle it. And the only people that gave him the only tiny bit of notoriety that he so desperately seeks, he shit on. So, yeah, Jim, I I, I don't know. Uh, And it's like a thing where it's like, I know what you're trying to say here, but my God, did you pick the worst possible way to word it? Holy shit. Where literally no one is on your side with what you're saying. God damn it. (laughs) But, no, I mean... God damn. Like, can't this guy just go off and go away forever? And I, like I don't. like I like I follow him because I like I, I gotta see what this guy does, because he's interesting. He's he's a fucking nutcase. And for the most part, he's like he's boring. Like he just like talks about like the book he's reading that day and how blah 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 intellectual I am, jerky, jerky, jerky. And then this thing, oh boy! That's the Adam I know and love right here. I don't love him. I don't like him. Nope. I don't like, I don't like anything. Lo- loving, in the, loving in the sense of a content farm, Brian. Oh, I know. I know what you're saying. I just, uh, I want him to stick to just trying to shit on gamers. Like how he tried to kind of. He, he still brought it back to the gamers at the end. It's still a gaming segment for a gaming podcast. Thank you, Adam Sessler. <laughs> Adam Sessler, you're a terrible human being. Chambers, how is that beer treating you? <laughs> oh my God, I'm fucked up. Like, I'm not, like, you know, super drunk, but I'm, like, I'm almost finishing off my second one, and I'm like, holy God, I'm way more buzzed than I thought I would be. So, yeah, these 10 percenters, they kicked in. Yeah. And you know what? For, you know, uh, hazy triple with all the alcohol and citrusy, went down really smooth. Nice. I never, I never had a single, like, you know, bitter beer moment or anything. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is just like uh, boozy orange juice right now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, my little bit of whiskey in one of my teas. Yeah. It's not going to do much, but I can feel my throat on fire. So that's, oh boy, is that the fun part of it, Chambers. But for everyone listening, I do want to say thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Um, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe and notification bell so you can see every time we put a new video up. Chambers, I am looking forward to doing that tier list of the Dragon Ball Z characters. I can't wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start putting that together tomorrow. <laughs> it's not going to be every character in the world because I don't want to make it a two-hour video. But I'll have I'll have the tier of, like, you know, the expected characters, the minor league characters, and some just fucking randos. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. I can't, I can't wait to do it. Um... And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, as Jim said, if you if you give us a five-star rating and hit subscribe, we will read each and every one of those comments on the Power Hour podcast. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>